thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. Because he's good. Everybody say, Jesus is my Savior. Come on, one more time. Say, Jesus is my Savior. Push your neighbor, the one that didn't say nothing, and tell him, Jesus is your Savior. Amen? You believe that? Grab your Bibles and go with me to Hebrews chapter number 12, and we're going to read verse 1, 2, and 3. And I'm so glad to be here before you today. I believe God's got something wonderful today. You say, well, it was wonderful last week. It's going to be wonderful today. It's going to be more wonderful. Amen? Here's what the writer whom we believe was Paul said in the book of Hebrews. Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, what he's talking about there are all those who have gone on to be with Jesus that served the Lord on this earth that knew you. So, so when you die, I don't know what it's going to look like because we, we don't know in full. We just know in little part that, that those who have gone on in Jesus and have passed away right now currently are witnessing our life. Right now they're paying attention uh, to what we're doing. So let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with the endurance, the race that is set before us. I want to focus on let us lay aside every weight. Because how many of you in this room can, can testify to sometimes in life, we go through th some things that try to completely weigh us down. Can I hear two of you in the morning, this morning? All right. Well, how do we lay every side, every weight? How do we push that stuff to the side? He tells us in verse two and three. Number one, he says, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. So how do we lay aside the weightiness of, of this life? We have to look unto Jesus who will begin and who will finish the faith. In other words, he's going he's gonna to write you a prescription of more faith if you need more faith today. Who the, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, so we should look to Jesus, and we should consider Jesus who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. So from this passage of scripture, the, the word of the Lord is declaring to us, if you're weighty this morning, here's, here's your antidote. Look to Jesus, consider Jesus, lest you become weary and you become discouraged in your emotions. So I believe God, God actually, this is so funny because yesterday, I think it was yesterday or it could have been Friday. I can't remember, Berta, when I text you that. I already had this sermon completely written out. I was going to talk about eternity. And the Lord said, no, talk about the temporal, that I'm the Savior in the temporal. And so we're going to do that today. I want to talk to you this morning that Jesus is my Savior. Father, I thank you for the word of the Lord. I pray that you help me to communicate it like you showed me as I was sitting still in my office the other day. I pray that it breathes life to people. I pray that doubt leaves. I pray faith gets up. I pray weariness goes. I pray strength gets up in their heart. Lord, I pray by the 
the time every person leaves this campus today that faith would be roaring in their spirit and doubt would dissipate in the name of Jesus and the people of God said amen and amen. Hey, what I want you to do, can you go to at least two people? Maybe just turn around in your seat there. But go to somebody, if you don't know them, they're new to you, can you love on them and welcome them to LifeGate Church this morning? Come on, let's take that time and do that. Online campus, I'm so glad you're here today. I pray that God has something great for you. I pray that your life gets changed, touched, transformed, and God does something great. Can you do me a favor and hit that share button if you're on Facebook? And let's push the word of God out of there, and let's believe God to do some great things. Also, make sure you're commenting in there as, as I preach and minister. And if you need prayer at the end, make sure you put that in the comment section, and the administrator is going to tell us and let me know so we can address you that way in Jesus' name. Amen? All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Get ready to find your seat. Here we go. 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 Here we go now. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Jesus is my Savior. Can y'all say that together? Jesus is my Savior. Y'all are quiet today. Say it again, post-Easter crowd. Jesus is my Savior. Here's what I know about life. Na names mean something. Can I get an amen from three people in here? We named our little girl Olivia, not just because we thought it was a beautiful name, but before we named her that, I actually went uh, to my dearest, precious brother, Google, and I searched the word Olivia to see what the definition meant. And the word Olivia means olives, an olive tree that produces an olive. And if you're, if you're remotely spiritual, you know in the Bible that olives uh, is where we get oil from. And oil in the Bible represents the anointing for healing. And so Olivia's name means she who is anointed to heal. So when I read that, I'm like, man, that is, that's a bad name, like as in good. Uh, my name I went to look up, and I thought it was pretty powerful. It means Viking-like, uh, highly noble and completely strong. So I'd be tomahawking some people, you know, and it's, it's all right because I'm Viking-like. And, and so it's important, parents, what you name your kid. And so I was looking through different definitions of silly definitions of names that, that young people have been named that were brought into the world that didn't know the definition until they get, got older. And I looked up the word Devland. I've never heard that name before. It must be like a, a European name. And it means he who carries misfortune. So you probably wouldn't want to name your kid Devland. Then I looked up the word Brutus, and Brutus means one who is a very brutal person. Uh, Jabez, in the Bible, his name means son of extreme pain. And another, another name that I've never heard this before, but it's deicide, and it's he who is the killer of God. Names carry a specific weight and a specific meaning, and I encourage you, look up what the name of your name means. You may, you may get there and not like it and want to go change your name. I don't know. Uh, but a name, you know, can make you feel a certain way. Uh, you, you call me a particular name that's not my name, and it might cause me to want to fight in the parking lot. Can I get an Amen. You say something about somebody I love, and you call someone I love a specific name, and it's going to make us feel a certain way, isn't it? I mean, nobody can talk about my mama and put a name on my mama, you know, take her hands off my mama and don't touch my Doritos, because you, you, you say certain names about people that you love, it's going to make you want to feel a certain way. It's going to make you want to fight and feel, feel, feel Viking-like. Can I get an amen? You know, names, names can mess you up. You mention somebody's names, and, and at the wrong time in life, they could either make you cringe or make you feel excited, because names carry specific weight. If I said the name Sam Smith, we would say blasphemer. 
Palmer. If I were to say the name Billy Graham, we would say the greatest soul winner of all time. If I would say the name Whitney Houston, it, it, it puts a face there of the greatest vocalist that's probably ever walked this planet because names carry a specific weight. And, and Jesus has all kinds of names through scripture. We, we know Jesus. We've been talking to you about his specific names this month, but today I want to talk to you about the name Savior because Jesus is my Savior. In Luke chapter number 2 and verse 11, the word of the Lord records this, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now the word Savior in the Greek comes from the Greek word soter, and it means deliverer and Savior. Now how many knows in the room you don't need just deliverance when you say a prayer at an altar and first give your life to God. Amen? So, so being a Savior doesn't mean just for eternal things, but I'm thankful that he's my Savior every single day, that he can deliver me from any storm. He can deliver me from any struggle. He can deliver me from any negative report. Jesus is, somebody say, my Savior. This word Savior comes from the root word save, which is sozo, and it means absolute safety in the temporal things and in the eternal things. I don't want to make somebody shout right there. Jesus saves us through the temporal hell that we go through and the eternal hell that we go through. He delivers us, protects us, heals us, heals us, protects us, preserves us, makes us whole. Somebody say, but pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I know, but Jesus is my savior. He is savior because him, uh, through him alone, mankind can be saved from the slavery of sin. He is called savior because through him alone, we can be saved from an eternal hell's fire. Uh, he is called savior alone. And I'm thankful for this because he saves us from temporal hell that we go through here on this earth, Monday through Monday. Can I get an amen in the room? See, he saves us from an eternal hell, but he saves us also from the temporal hell that we go through. Eternal things and temporal things. He is, somebody say, Savior. In Mark chapter 4, this is probably one of the greatest pastors in the Bible that ministers to me time and time again. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus tells his disciples, we got to get in the boat and we got to take a night's journey to the other side of this body of water. And the Bible said there were other boats that were around him following him. And in the middle of the night, a furious squall broke out over the water. Now that word's a funny word, squall. And I looked it up in, in the dictionary and it says a, a furious windstorm and a furious thunderstorm. The Bible said that the waves began to become so big that they were breaking over the top of the boat and sinking the boat. And the disciples were full of fear and scared for their life. Now, you have to remember, Jesus had just performed all kinds of crazy miracles, and he was in the boat with them, and they were afraid, they were afraid for their life. Isn't that like you and I? We all go through miraculous seasons in our life, and then all of a sudden, a furious squall comes up before us. And what's it do? It produces fear. We automatically forget that God did it before and we don't believe he's going to do it again. Can I get an amen? We forget God financially provided and so we're in a place of deficit and we're thinking we're going to die. We, we get a bad report from the doctor, the lawyer, the, 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 the banker and all of a sudden we forget that God already did it before and so he's going to do it again. There they are in the boat, all these other boats around. These other boats didn't have a Jesus in their boat but they did. 
did. These other boats didn't know the Lord, but they did. These other boats didn't see him perform these miracles, but they did. Jesus was right there in their, in, their, in their situation, and he was, he is, forever will be the Savior. Everyone in this boat was scared out of their natural mind. Can somebody say amen? They did not know what to do. Anybody been there before where you were scared out of your mind, full of fear, shaken under anxiety, no hope in sight, hell looked bigger than heaven, Satan looked better than bigger than Jesus, it looked impossible, no coast guard, could be found the church office was closed elders had their phones on do not disturb but I want you to know today that Jesus was on their main line come on somebody Jesus was on their main line and Jesus is on your your main line we used to sing a song in the church that said call him up call him up and tell him what you want I don't know who this word is for today but I came to encourage three people to tell you Jesus is your savior I know the waves look big I know the lightning is strong I know all hell is breaking loose but I came to tell you Jesus is the Savior I double dog dare you to make it personal and say Jesus is my Savior come on somebody needs to tell somebody needs to tell the devil right in the face I don't care what you're doing right now but I came to declare Jesus is my personal Savior he's in my boat he's on the inside of me and Jesus is somebody say my Savior Somebody say yes. So Jesus then, he stands up in the boat and he rebukes the storm and he literally saves the day. Today, I want to encourage at least three people. I know the Lord stopped me, apprehended me, changed the whole message to encourage at least three people in the room. You say, Pastor, this may not be for me today. Well, it might be for your neighbor. So get excited for them in the name of Jesus. I believe, I believe this morning that there's people in the room that it looks like. Everybody say it looks like. Say it again. Say it looks like. Say it one more time because you got to have your brain remember. Say it looks like. For some of you in this room, it looks like all hell is breaking. It looks like all hell is breaking loose. But the Bible said greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world, which means all heaven is going to be stronger than all hell that's breaking loose. It may look like you're about to lose everything. It may look like you're about to die. It may look like nothing is going to work in your favor. It may look like everything is falling apart. It may look like there's no way out. It may look like there's no way through it it may look like you're going to drown it may look like it's going to kill you but I can't but I I got a big but this morning I, I came to tell you but Jesus is my savior you're going to get through it the, the waters are going to calm it will become tranquil again all hell that was breaking loose is about to experience the power of heaven breaking loose in your situation somebody say Jesus is my savior come on nudge your neighbor a little bit and say hey neighbor i know you're quiet this post easter day but i want you to know jesus is still alive and because he's still alive he's still your savior jesus is my savior tell somebody jesus he is my savior he's my savior your savior our savior which tells me we're going to get through it come on which tells me you will not sink and die. Which tells me your boat's not going to go under. Jesus is about to stand up and say, peace, be still. Jesus is my Savior. Hey, he's proven it. 
He's proven it from Genesis to Revelation. Everything concerning Jesus has to do with him saving us. Let's look at one name of Jesus. It is Emmanuel. I say, I feel like preaching up in here on this. Talking about 77 people give their life to Jesus. What? 20 people in our next steps class. What? You don't want none, son. You don't want none. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, that's why I tell the devil, you don't want none, son. Get, get up out of here. Tuck your tail like a junkyard dog and get up out of here because Jesus is my Savior. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care the storm raging in my mind. I don't care the doubt, the tears that have streamed down my face. I don't care that I've had to suck rug. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is my Savior. It may be full of pain. It may be full of doubt. It may be full of question, but Jesus is my Savior. They they may have left you they may have betrayed you but Jesus is my Savior that man might have walked out on your family but Jesus is my Savior somebody say what come on say what what pastor that sounds crazy I know God is full of crazy love and Jesus is he's my Savior Emmanuel look at this I feel like preaching this morning. Therefore, the Lord himself, Isaiah 7, 14, the, the Lord himself, the Lord himself will give you a sign. What kind of a sign? A sign that he's the Savior. For the Lord himself gave us a sign. What was the sign? The virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And you will call his name Emmanuel, God who is with us. You see this morning he is here because he's here to save you. Come on. What if Jesus wouldn't have been in the boat with the disciples? Somebody said, said, that, said that one time. I said, well, he would have walked on the water then and met him in the middle of the storm. Can I get an amen? Many times we feel we're so isolated and God isn't there. Many times we feel like we're fighting an uphill battle. Many times we feel like we're totally lost, confused, and don't understand. God. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Many times we feel all alone, but here's what I know. No matter how I feel, no matter what it looks like, no matter the storm that is raging, his name is Emmanuel, God who is with us. I'm so thankful today that he will save you in the present storm, just like he saved his disciples in the past storm. He is Emmanuel, God who is with us. That means in the storm, he's right here. That means means in the valley of the shadow he's right here that means in the pain in my body he's right here that means in the extreme anxiety attack he's right here that means in the middle of the herd he's right here he's not going to leave us alone he's not going to he's not going to let the ship pass us by he is Emmanuel he is the savior and the savior is right here I dare you to tell somebody you ain't by yourself you're not in the storm alone He's going to save you. He's going to rescue you. He's going to deliver you. Come on, he's a lifeguard. He's going to throw you a lifeline. He is Emmanuel, God who is right here with us. Somebody say, Jesus is my Savior. Boy, it's good preaching this morning. Thank you. I, I feel good about it. Number two, not only is Emmanuel, but he saves us by being our counselor. Some of y'all need counsel today. You need counseling. Everybody needs counseling. You need to run to Jesus and let him console you. Everybody in the room. Well, I don't believe in counseling. Well, you don't believe the Bible then. 
Because look at Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto, unto us. It's unto us, you and I. He's given to us. Unto us, the son, Jesus, is given to us. And the government, the authority, the dominion of heaven will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful. Somebody shout this next word. Come on. Counselor. The word counsel there means to guide, to console, to console and to guide on through the storm. You see, when you're going through the storm, I've learned as, as a 46-year-old preacher, been doing this full-time 25 years, sometimes I just need to go talk to somebody. Sometimes I just got to go share my heart with somebody that's not going to run and tell everybody about it. I'm not talking and running to go running and talking to Jesse. I'm talking about going and running and talking to Jesus come on in here every once in a while I need some counsel every once in a while I got to just share my heart with the great counselor every once in a while I just got to tell God how I feel how I'm broken how I'm in doubt how I'm full of fear how I'm discouraged anybody in the room today sometimes I got to go to him when I feel lost when I feel broken when I feel hurt when this whole world makes no sense when people leave when people walk when they betray when they lie when they gossip when they slander instead of running my mouth to you and to my neighbor I go and I run my mouth to Jesus and open my ears wide can I say amen in the room today why because Jesus is my savior look at your neighbor say neighbor you got to take it to the Lord in prayer look at your neighbor behind you say hey neighbor I know my hair looks nice you've been looking at it all morning but sometimes you got to take things to the Lord in prayer. I, listen, I don't need a doctor in the physical all the time. Sometimes I got to run to Dr. Jesus. Sometimes I got to get an appointment put on the calendar. Sometimes I got to talk to him and listen to him. Why? Because Jesus is my Savior. Hey, look at your neighbor and say, he is. Look at your other neighbor and say, he is. We got a counselor Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 365, 24-7, every minute, every second, every hour, you got somebody you can go to. When the hell is breaking loose, when the storm is raging, you got somebody you can go to. Why? Because Jesus is my Savior. You ought to clap your hands and thank him tonight or today. Yes, Lord. Now, when I was a kid, we, we'd have these books in the church. They was red with gold lettering on the front of them. And they would place them in the pew in front of us in a little wooden tray at Old House of Prayer Pentecostal Church on 24th and Denton Road in Omaha, Nebraska. The church smelt like an old Pentecostal church with wooden pews. You'd open up the doors, all you could smell was wooden pews. And they would say, open your books to page number such and such and join us as we sing this hymnal. And one of my favorite songs growing up in the church was the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear, to bear, to talk to, to counsel with. What a privilege it is to carry those burdens to the Lord. Everything. Come on, somebody. To God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry. All because we do not carry. We carry it everywhere else but where it should matter the most. We carry it to Budweiser, to Medicare. 
medicate us. Not me, but some other people. We carry it to pills to medicate us. We carry it to brother and sister Sally to, to carry those burdens. But honey, you need to go to the great counselor. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. There comes a time in the life of the believer where you have to understand that Jesus will save you, but you got to run to the counselor. He's a counselor Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He doesn't have a schedule set. He will be there for you at the same time. He's there for me. Jesus is my Savior, and we'll just push your neighbor. Say, you know he's talking to you, neighbor. It's going to be all right, neighbor. Tell him it's going to be all right, neighbor. You're going to get through it, but you got to run to Jesus. You got to keep Jesus the main thing. You know why? Because number three, he's faithful. Faithful. Hebrews 10, I feel like, man, there's just, it's easy up in here today. I mean, it's like Pentecost Sunday or something. I don't know. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast. I like it says hold fast. Because a lot of times we release slow. We don't hold fast. Come on in here. We don't grab a hold of it quickly. A lot of times it's like, well, I don't know. If I feel like it, I'll grab it. No. Hold fast. The confession of our hope. Come on, there's hopeless people here today. There's going to be hopeless people in your second service. Hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who is who promised is faithful. Aren't you glad that Jesus our Savior is a faithful God? Uh, he's utterly unwavering. He's unconditionally unmovable. He's undeniably unshakable. He's unequivocal unbreakable won't pause under pressure he won't break in the battle he won't struggle in the storm he won't break in the battle he won't take a vacation in the valley Jesus is our savior and he is faithful to do it come on his track record is proven can somebody say amen like the sun rising in the morning today it will rise again tomorrow like the like the moon rising tonight it's going to rise again tomorrow like the oceans that produce the waves under the control of God, they're never going to cease. Why? Because God is a faithful God. He's got no plans to stop. He won't stop. He can't stop. He is faithful. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but don't you give up hope. Don't you stop believing. God is still a healer. God is still a miracle worker. God is still a blesser. God's still the Lord of the harvest. He's still a breakthrough. Somebody shout Jesus is my Savior and so because he because he's faithful because he's faithful he's going to number four deliver you he's going to deliver you deliverance he's our deliverer look at Psalm 91 verse 14 I will deliver him well that's a promise right there I will deliver him, of course, in context, he's talking about those who stay in the shelter of his of the Most High God shall, the, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, you are my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then he says, I will deliver him. I will set him high above it. God's about to take you high above it. He's about to take you high above the pain, high above the struggle, high above the doubt, high above the fear, high above the lie, high above 
wardrobe of the of all of it god's about to take you high why because he because he has known his name because we've known his name as faithful he will be he will call upon me anybody calling upon him in the room today i am i don't know about you but anybody calling upon jesus today because if, if god don't do it it ain't gonna work because somebody say amen if god doesn't get in the mix you might as well just pack up and go home i gotta call on his name those who call upon he's gonna answer he says i will be with him in trouble somebody ought to say amen Bree, god's gonna be with us in trouble every trouble we go through god is gonna be with us duran come on this week's been a struggle but god is with us in trouble i text you a verse to th this week in nahum chapter one that said god will have his way in the midst of the storm and in the day of trouble that's nahum chapter one seven and i came to declare to you like everybody else that god will be with you in trouble god will deliver you from all of it i'm so thankful that god is a deliverer can i get an amen you see the word deliver doesn't mean just deliverance from addiction it means to rescue you it means to give you aid and to strengthen your emotions god through the storm is going to give you aid and strengthen your emotions God, through the trial, the tribulation, is going to rescue you, give you aid, and strengthen you. Through the temptation, through the failure, through the trial and the heartache, Jesus is our Savior. Jesus will save and deliver you because, number five, he is our promise keeper. Promise keeper. How many in this room have ever had somebody give you a promise and then they broke it? And it just left you hurt in your heart. Anybody in the room? They gave you their word, but they backed out on their word. 1 Samuel 15, 29. The glory of Israel will not lie or change his mind. He's referring to himself. God, the God of Israel will not lie. That's a capital G in that, in that passage, the glory, the capital G, it's talking about God. The God of Israel will not lie. Integrity. Psalm 89, 35, I have sworn by my own holiness, says God, I will not lie. But you get all the way to Numbers 23, verse 19, and the Word of God says this, God is not a man. He's not a man. God is not a man. He's not like you. He's not like me. He doesn't do what we do. He doesn't promise somebody something and then forget about it. That's not God. He is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. Does he not act and does he not speak and then act? Does he not promise and then fulfill? In other words, if God said it, he meant it and nothing is going to be able to change it because he's a promise keeper and he is faithful to his word. It's why he told Joshua and Joshua. Joshua 1.9, be strong, be courageous, do not be frightened or full of fear, do not be dismayed. See, that's where some people are today. They're full of fear and they're completely dismayed. They're without hope. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's talking to three people 
in the room. Isaiah 43 tells us, this is a promise. When you go through the waters, Savior, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, Savior, they will not oversweep you. And when you walk through the fires, Savior, you will not be burned because the flames will not be set against you. Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper and every tongue that rises against you will be condemned. The weapons will not work and the words spoken about you, I don't care if it's from a doctor, from a lawyer, from a banker, from an in-law, from an outlaw, from crazy family members, no words spoken against God is going to put those words uh, into the ground. He's going to condemn them. Why? Because Romans 12, 19 says, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. Then you go to 1 Peter 5, 10, and it says, the God of all grace, who has called you to eternal glory in Christ, with himself, will himself restore. God is going to restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Somebody shout, Jesus is my Savior. Come on, stand up on your feet and shout it. Jesus is my Savior. Slap your neighbor, high five, and tell him Jesus is about to save you. Slap your neighbor behind you, high five, and tell him Jesus is about to save you. Somebody tell the online campus, Jesus is about to save you. Somebody say yes. Jesus is Savior. So, Pastor, but my storm looks awfully big. Well, you're not on a boat out in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night with no lights where the waves are coming up over your boat, literally. You say, you say well, that, that, sounds, that sounds pretty scary. Well, some things you're going through sound scary. And if Jesus saved them and his name is Savior, Jesus is going to save you. Say, so, well, pastor, I need saving from financial, I need financial breakthrough. And he says, well, you need financial wisdom. He comes in that form sometime to save you. Right? Come on in here. He's still in the healing business. He's still in the breakthrough business. Your battle did not catch him off guard. What you're going through did not take him by surprise. He knows your past, your present, and your tomorrow. He's the keeper of all of it. He is faithful and he is God. He is my Savior. Many of you here today, uh, you said, Pastor, this word right here, listen, this word right here was for me. I, I, I feel this in my heart, Pastor. I, I'm going through hell and I'm scared. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I want you to know today God is for you. God literally apprehended me. I think it was Friday. Berto, I can't remember what day it was. I was just about to send in my notes on eternity. I was going to preach about heaven and hell, that he's my Savior. But the Lord said, that's not what I have for the people on Sunday. I want you to minister to those who are already saved because there's going to be many there who are going through it and they don't know how to get out of it. And I want you to know I'm throwing you a lifeline today. And his name is Jesus. Come on in here. When I was a little kid, they would take a, they would, we, we used to go swimming in the trailer court pool and we'd take the, we'd take the life preserver or the life, the round thing. What's that called? Lifesaver? 
and, and we'd throw it in the, in the shallow end. A little kid would get in it like, you know, a little toddler, and we would pull as fast as we could with that kid in the middle of that lifesaver so we could have fun as we pulled him across the water and we'd lift him up. And that's exactly what God is going to do today to, for you. God's going to pull you through it, and God's going to get down, and he's going to lift you up because you feel like you're drowning. You can't see any breakthrough. You are in complete, utter darkness. But I am here to tell you today, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're a follower of Yahweh, he's going to come through for you because he's faithful. He's Listen, he is not a man that he should lie. He is not a man that he can lie. He swore by himself that if he said it, he's going to do it. And today, I want you to know that he's a good shepherd. He is 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 a good shepherd. And though you're walking through that hardship, come on, Job, though you're walking through that darkness, come on, come on, David, though you're walking through the valley, come on up in here, Ezekiel, although you're, look, everything looks dead, there's no life there. Jesus is your Savior. Can the church say yes? Can the church say we hear you? Let's pray. If you're in this room, you say, Pastor Brian, this message is for me. You're talking right to, it's like you're in my business. I want you to lift your hand up, put it right back down. I see all over this place, all over this place, all over this place, all over this place. Put your hands down for me if you can. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to just reach over. I want you to take your neighbor by the hand because there was a lot of people in the room that said, yes, online campus, if this message is for you specifically, I feel like the Lord, I, I go I go get my suits tailor-made, I mean tailored, and they, they hem them up just for me. One day I'll get a tailor-made suit, but they hem them up just for me because I need it to fit my body. And I, I just hear the Lord say to you today, this message, was tailored just for you. There's somebody that's listening to this today that it's tailored just for you. A lot of hands went up in this room today. So here's what I want to do. Our, our prayer team is going to come and not right now, but just momentarily. And, and we're going to pray at the end as well. But, but I want you to begin to pray for that one on the left or right of you. And we're going to pray that God ministers life to them, that the lights come on, that they can see hope again, and that they can see Jesus as Savior today. Father, we thank you today. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for that person on our left, and we pray for that person on our right this morning. They are struggling. They are going through hell and high water. God, they don't know how to get out of it. They're, they're, they feel like they're drowned and like the water's coming up over their lips, and they're about to go down and sink. But today, God, I pray in the precious name of Jesus that hope would jump up on the inside of them. You are the Savior. You are the life giver. You are reviver. And today, I pray in the matchless name of Jesus, God, that you would do just that for your precious children. We command doubt to get out in Jesus' name. We command fear to get out in Jesus' name. We command discouragement to be broken and leave in Jesus' name. And I pray right now in God's Christ's name that, that faith would get up, that hope would get up, that joy would get up, that we would see you today as Savior in the matchless name of Jesus. You powerful devil, in the name of Jesus, we curse you by a more powerful God. Every lie that you're speaking to your people, we command you to shut your mouth and to flee from them seven ways. No weapon formed against them will prosper. In the name of Jesus, every word that's been spoken against them to bring them down, we curse them in the atmosphere in Jesus' name. We command faith to arise, hope to jump up, and deliverance to come, for you are right here with us. You're with us in the battle, Jesus. We need your counsel today. We need your victory today, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you administer life to your people today God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus everyone say this with me say doubt get out 
Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. I want to look at him and say, I want to encourage you today that all doubt has got to get out in the name of Jesus. Come on, tell them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, because he's our Savior. You believe that this morning? You believe that this morning? Come on and put your hands together if you really, 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 